Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is May 3rd, 2022, and it is currently 12.56 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late, working, doing my thing, which is the entrepreneurial thing, right? By the way, any of you people out there want to start your own business, get ready to work some really strange hours. Work never ends. It never does. And by the way, you know, I was about to say the customer is always right. The customer is not always, it's not always right. <laughs> if you have an angry customer, you know, who is going out there and they're going to like, you know, say, hey, the customer is always right. Stand your ground. Really just stand your ground. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I hope your day is going great. Mine is going really, really good. You know, my, my house is under construction right now. And uh, it's been, I would say it's been really a lot of fun to collaborate with these contractors. And you know, one thing I love to do when it comes to people, especially people who are, uh, uh, I guess, working in a very, um, uh, I guess, you know, uh, not. why don't we just say they work in an environment that is actually a very creative environment, but they don't get the opportunity to be creative. And it's always fun to actually tap into these um, these people who are who don't think that they're actually creative and give them the opportunity to be creative. So that's what I've been doing with my house. Uh, so my house is um, it, it's it's not a regular type of house to be honest. Like you know, my contractors who are working here are like just they're just kind of like. Thinking like, whoa, this is really interesting here. I mean, it's not like my house looks really, you know, strange. Um, but we're just doing a lot of different concepts in here, which, you know, they would, they wouldn't really see at any other house. Like, for example, um, you know, part of the epoxy floors that are in my house are actually made for the outdoors. So we have outdoor epoxy floors inside because, you know, there are certain parts of our house that are very, um, high traffic. And then on top of that, uh, we have, the rest of the epoxy floors on the bottom floor are made to look like an ocean. And the guys who did the epoxy floors never did anything like that before, but they made it look like a beach, an ocean, a rough ocean, and it's great. Now they're going to make the counters look like a nice beach, beach ocean type of theme, and that would be incredible. And, uh, you know, and then on top of that, we, we were, we're created, we created these bay windows and we're trying to figure out how to make the bay windows like even more, I guess, intriguing on the inside. And, uh, you know, we thought about putting, Excuse me about that. We thought about um, uh, doing these uh, uh, parallel wood panelings, like you know, the, um, that, that run from left to right, and uh, that was one of the ideas. And then today, I started talking to the, the I guess the the construction workers workers, and I told them, you know, you know what? What if we um, kind of didn't make a, a just a straight line that would just the, the line would just be just jagged you know, on the edges right there and uh and and every single panel it doesn't it doesn't need to be flush some panels can be out some can be in it doesn't need to be perfect i like this imperfection and make this the edges look look, look kind of like a like a like an equalizer like not an equalizer but um i guess a frequency a jagged edge like a richter scale and uh and they said yeah that looks great like a bar graph i think that was probably a better description i think that's what it is like a like a really bar, really jagged bar graph instead of a straight line going up and down and uh yeah they, and, they, and we were all on the same team and then now they're creating this really incredible wall on my in my living room or my great room uh using these base side windows and it just looks incredible. So again, I gave the opportunity for these construction workers to be creative. Uh, they're following through with my vision. And, uh, you know, they feel so, I guess, um, inspired to do even a greater job than others, you know, <laughs> than their other jobs. Because I'm giving them that 
creative ability because uh, they don't usually get that chance to think out of the box. So I just love that, you know. So my house is really, really, really quite different. I mean, I don't have regular, you know, I have everything on wheels inside the kitchen. Everything on wheels. The, 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 um, the refrigerator's on wheels, the freezer's on wheels, the stove is on wheels, my kitchen counters, my, my everything's on wheels. Because <laughs> I, I want things to move around really, really, really a lot. And then I have a huge pantry. Um, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a huge pantry that's like, that looks almost like a little mini supermarket. Um, and that's where I put all of my, all, or I'm gonna, we're gonna put even my refrigerator. I'm moving my refrigerator into my mini pantry or my, my pretty big pantry, to be honest. And I won't have my, ref, my refrigerator in the kitchen. So it's, it's, there's like a lot of different things going on at, at the house. So, uh, but that's what I'm doing. Like most of my days, I'm acting kind of like as creative, my, the creative director to, uh, I guess the remodeling of my house. But, uh, that, that's basically it. Um, now, what do I want to talk about today? Now, this is a hard transition, <laughs> really hard transition. Uh, we went from talking about my house, right? But we're going to be talking about abortion uh, because this, and I know abortion is a pretty hot topic. You're either going to love me or hate me for my, for my opinion. And I will give you my honest opinion, my two cents, um, unedited in a, in a few minutes here. Uh, but it looks as though Roe, uh, and this is a again the the ruling from the Supreme Court that legalized uh, abortions. Um, it looks as though they're going to overturn abortions. Yes, and it looks as though it may become a state thing. So I have an article here, an AP article that was just written, and this is pretty big news because abortion was illegal uh, in in America for the longest times. And you know what? I can kind of see you know, arguments on both sides. I really can. You know, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of answers to some of the lar- the biggest questions that we have in our life. Uh, they're not either or answers. Uh, you know, it, it, something can never be fully hundred percent good or or fully hundred percent bad, right? And abortion is one of those things. There's like so many uh, double edged swords on here. Uh, there's so many different ways you can argue it. And uh, at any given time of day. It seems as though you can take one side or the other. Uh, what I don't like about you know the the debate about abortion on both sides is that people can actually uh, re- I guess become very polarizing uh, to each other, to fr- to friendships, to marriages, to um, uh, to long-standing rela- relationships, and people can become also one-topic voters, like they only care about abortion, 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 or they don't care about abortion. Right now, okay. So what is my opinion? Uh, on this. So what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to give my opinion and then we're going to cut the commercial and when I get back um I'm going to read this AP article and as I'm reading it I'll probably you know give my opinion or two cents as I'm reading certain sentences and uh and then after that I'll probably conclude it, wrap it all up and then uh and then uh just let you go for your I guess the rest of your day, right? <laughs> so, so what is my opinion on opinion on abortion? Well, I'm actually completely against abortion. Now, why am I against abortion? Because I do believe that life begins at the moment of conception. And, and um, I really do. So when that sperm fertilizes that egg, I do believe that life 
because it has the a, a possibility and the, and the ability to grow, uh, then it is life, right? These cells are just not a bunch of cells. Uh, you know, this life can turn this bunch of what happened right there at that reaction when that sperm um, fertilized that that egg. Uh, life began. It's like an eruption, uh, an eruption of just life. Just it, it, it seems like a soul is created at that moment. It really, really, really does. Because if you don't do anything to stop that from happening, that becomes a full-fledged human being in a matter of nine months. And that is pretty awesome, right? The miracle of life is just incredible. And I don't care what type of animal you're talking about. Now, I remember... I remember, um, you know, I took a trip up to San Francisco maybe about, geez, I think it was about 12, 15 years ago. And, uh, we got to, t we, we had the opportunity to, you know, um, I guess take a look at the redwood tree forest. I think that's what it was. These big, huge redwoods. And, uh, these were like 100 year old redwoods or something like that. Thousand years. I mean, they're, they're huge. I mean, it, you know, some of them were, I've never seen trees that so big in my entire life. I mean, it looked as though they just stretched up to the sky and it looked as though these um, branches were just touching the sky. So we go into this redwood trees, right? And, and, and um, they make it very clear to us to stay on the path. And what they have built is this wooden path that zigzags through the forest, right? That kind of curls around and they make sure they say, do not walk off that path because what is on that path? Well, there's a lot of seeds on the ground there. There's a lot of like small little, small little trees that are on the ground that are growing, but there's a lot of seeds there. So they said there's a lot of seeds and these seeds have just been pollinated or, or, and they have this potential of life. And they, if you, they don't want to disturb that because that has the potential to grow into these huge redwood trees. And because redwood trees may be uh, endangered, right, uh, they want to make sure that these trees keep growing and growing and growing. So they don't want you to veer off this path. So it was really interesting because all of these people here, were there, the, the, these tour guides, they were protecting, you know, the seeds which have the potential of life. And I asked them, are those seeds living? Are those seeds living, even though they're just recently, you know, just uh, have been fertilized or somehow pollinated or anything, or whatever you want to call them, right? And, 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 and they said, yes, absolutely, that is actually alive. And that's why we are, we are, um, our, our, tr our, our trail, our, our wooden trail, we're protecting that life there. And then I made the comment. So it's kind of like the debate on abortion says, right, where, where life begins, you know, at conception, <laughs> and and the tour guide told me, oh, I see where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. And um, and that lady said, very, very, very good point. See, the liberals, they really want to protect, if it's not a human life, they want to protect the tree, right, the redwood tree, you know, you know that potential of life as best as they can. And on top of that, get this, you know, the polar bears, the polar bears, um, they're not really extinct, but they're put on the extinction list because they're saying that because of climate change, uh, we have to, you know, the, the polar bears have a, have a really big chance of going extinct because they can't find like, you know, ice to, ice to actually like, you know, climb on and live on uh, because all of the, the, the polar ice caps are melting, right? So there is a chance that polar bears may actually go extinct. So we put them on the endangered species list, even though they're not extinct because there is a potential of actually, of them going extinct. So we, again, we're protecting 
their life and anything on the endangered species list, right? We are protecting the potential of life, even though that life has yet to create more life. You get that? We can't hunt certain animals. We can't eat certain animals because we are protecting their potential of life, even though they have not even procreated yet. So the liberals will still say, you know, let's protect that life. Let's protect that that bald eagle or that or that certain type of spore that you know they make sure that spore that is so endangered you know you can't build a you know a recreation center here for kids. You know, we have to protect that mold spore, right? <laughs> Sometimes they do that kind of crap. That's what they want to protect. But when it comes to a human life that has the potential of life, they don't really want to protect it. Which to, so to me it seems kind of weird, right? Now. When it comes to an abortion, why do people usually get abortions? What's the number one reason that they want to get an abortion? Well, it's because it inconvenience one or two partners. That's what it is. So it's an inconvenience. So, oh my God, you made a mistake. You got pregnant and you don't want to live in the bed you just made, right? You made it with someone in that bed, but you don't want to live in that bed because that, you know, that person you don't want to be contacted with, you know, it's a one night stand or whatever it is like that. It's not good. And you just, and you have a job and you, you know, you, you have so much other things going for you. This is just really inconvenient. And you realize that if this life, you know, did, did go through with becoming a human being, you'd be forever attached with it. Maybe you may have to even care for it. And that just wasn't in your plans, right? So that's usually the reason most people get an abortion because it inconveniences that one person's with their goals and ambitions and their, you know, their ideas of success, you know, for that moment in time. Now, what is not discussed when it comes to abortion is how many women who have gotten abortions feel this this really strange separation anxiety from their kid who was not even born alive, right? Now, again, they were, they were told that this kid was just a bunch of cells and it had no soul, but all of a sudden, this mother misses her baby. You know, I've talked to so many women who have gotten abortions, so many women, and it's sad. It's really sad. Like, the mainstream media does not want to talk about this, but some of my friends, they have literally tears running down their eyes. I mean, they're, they're so sad because they said, they would, they would tell me, Steve, I literally killed my baby. I had a baby. I killed it. And they say they killed it. They say they've killed it. And they believed in their right to choose. And the truth is, like, I can't disagree with them. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to live with that guilt your entire life. Now, again, I've been on every single side of this argument. At one time when I was younger, I was completely pro-choice. Now I'm a male. I have no idea what it feels like to carry a baby. I don't have children of my own, right? So I have no idea how, what, it, what it feels like to care for a baby. But I do know that if ever the occasion had, had arisen and where, you know, maybe an accident may have happened, right? And a birth was unplanned. You know, I would never, ever favor an abortion because number one, it's life. And I don't care about choices and inconveniences and whether or not it's a woman's choice or not. For the fact that it's a life, I will always side on, on the side of life. It's the reason why I'm anti-war. I side on, on the choice, on the side of life, right? You know, if I, if I'm gonna, I, the reason why I don't skydive, 
Right? Even though I would love to skydive, I choose life because I there's something I just don't want to jump out of a you know a perfectly working airplane, <laughs> right, and depend on a parachute. So I'm I say I'm, I don't want to do it because I choose life. You know, I'm an extreme junkie. Like I love to ride my bike down hills at speeds that if I would crash would probably kill me. All right, but I do it very carefully. You know, very carefully with every single precaution out there that I can follow because I choose life. And and that's the only reason why I am completely pro-life, right? So it's two different sides of the argument, right? One's for life and the other one is saying, well, this woman has the right to kill her baby. Now, one really interesting argument that I always heard is that, you know, in certain, in certain states, I'm not sure if Hawaii is one of these states, um, I think there was a state where Lacey Peterson got killed or something like that. But her husband, she was pregnant. There, there was one, I think it was Lacey Peterson. But there was, and, and, a, and I forgot the story, but a woman had gotten murdered by her husband and she was pregnant, right? Now, we've heard of some different stories. And that husband was then tried for, for killing two lives. Because even though that baby was unborn, and even though that baby wasn't even, you know, even into the second trimester, we're talking just like maybe about, you know, three three weeks old, three weeks old, that that uh that father, that father and that husband was actually who was the murderer, was actually and he ended up being tried for a double homicide, first degree murder, and I agree, and he lost, he really 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 lost. Now that's my opinion on you know abortion. Now what's happening? It looks as though through some leaked documents, as though Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. This is pretty interesting here. So I'm going to cut the commercial. I'm going to read this article, and we'll see what happens. Uh, this is the first time I'm reading, reading this article. So, you know, I may um, kind of stumble through it. You know, I didn't, it's a first draft read, right? So, uh, but again, it's, uh, it's written by the AP, and we'll see what they think. Okay, of course, it's going to be a little slanted, but let's just see if it's how, how good the reporting is on it. So here's the commercial. I will be right back. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I'm going to dive straight into this article right here. Let me move this article to the main screen here. You know, I have three screens um, primarily because I'm a, I'm a video editor as well. I, I edit all my own videos for my weddings that I do. And, uh, you know, you, you just can't use two screens. Um, I used two screens when I was a screenwriter. I have to use three screens um, when I do video editing. Two for video editing and one for whatever else. I think I may even get a fourth screen. So, um, but anyway... I got the article right here. Um, it is the AP report, and it says, a report, a draft opinion suggests the high court could overturn Roe. Wow, that, that, this is major. This is really major. So, um, a draft opinion suggests the U.S. Supreme Court could be poised to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case that legalized abortions nationwide, according to a political report. A decision to overrule Roe would lead to abortion bans in roughly half the states and could have huge ramifications for this year's elections. 
But it's clear if the draft represents the court's final word on the matter, opinions often often change in big ways and and big and small ways in the drafting process. Whatever the outcome, the political report late Monday represents an extreme rare breach of the court's secretive deliberation process and on a case of surpassing importance. So this is pretty interesting because this document was leaked. Someone leaked it. Someone in that office. This is not really, this is not really good. I mean, I, I don't care what, you know, what they're thinking. This opinion should not be leaked. They got to get rid of this mole or rid of this mole. Okay. So let's see here. So someone says Roe was wrong from the start. The draft opinion states it was signed by Justice Samuel Alito, a member of the court's 63 conservative majority who was appointed by former President George W. Bush. All right. So the document was labeled a first draft of the opinion of the court in a case challenging Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks, a case known as Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization. The court is expected to rule on the case before term ends in late June or July or early July. So we won't know for a while. All right. The draft opinion in effect states there is no constitutional right to abortion services and would allow individual states to more heavily regulate or outright ban the procedure. So, you know, if you want to get an abortion, so the United States as a federal operation would not ban abortions. But hey, you know, you can go to a blue state and get an abortion. You can't maybe go to a Florida or Alabama or, or you know, a very red state and get an abortion. Uh, So it's not really 100% illegal. You know, it it will probably turn things over to the state. So that's not that bad, right, for people who are pro-choice, right? So um, it says, there's a quote here, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, unquote. It states, referencing the 1992 case Planned Parenthood v. Casey, that affirmed Roe's finding of a constitutional right to abortion services, but allowed states to place some constraints on the practice. Um, Quote, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. So I guess the case right there between uh, the 1992 um, parent plan, the 1992 um, Planned Parenthood versus Casey case was all about, you know, who actually has the right to create this law. And was the argument was, was the, was the federal government overstepping their boundaries and not giving states, their people, the right to choose, right? So that's a pretty good argument right there. You, you can't disagree with this, right? You know, even if you disagree, you, you, when this is a very heated topic, right? You have to take the emotions out of the equation here. So again, if you're getting pissed, calm down. A Supreme Court spokeswoman said the court had no comment and the Associated Press could not immediately confirm the authenticity of the draft political posted, which dates from February. Political only said that it received a copy of the draft opinion from a person familiar with the court's proceedings in the Mississippi case, along with other details supporting the authenticity of the document. The draft opinion strongly suggests that when the justices met in private shortly after arguments in the case on December 1st, at least five voted to overrule Roe and Casey, and Alito was assigned the task of writing the court's majority opinion. So I guess they did a, you know, a, I guess a quick, a quick vote and, you know, they had the majority. That's interesting. Um, votes and opinion, opinions in the case aren't final until a decision is announced in a change wrought by the, wrought by the coronavirus 
coronavirus pandemic posted on the court's website. Sorry, my tongue got kind of tied there. Uh, The report comes amid a legislative push to restrict abortion in several Republican-led states, Oklahoma being the most recent. Now, there's a lot of red states um, who are just like, you know, uh, putting the, the, I guess, putting the brakes on a lot of abortion. Yeah, I remember listening, I think it was in North Carolina, I think the governor came out and said that he believed in, you know, post-birth abortion. Now, what he was talking about was that, see, in a case of an abortion, um, they try to abort a baby. And they, and they abort the baby, and um, it's unsuccessful. So the baby is actually delivered alive. Uh, and then um, in that case, he said the doctor would ask the mother uh, if you want to keep the baby. And if the mother said no, then they would kill the baby. That's not good. That does not sit good with me. I mean, that, at that point, that's really flat-out murder. What's really interesting is that a lot of re, um, Democrats still supported this post-birth abortion opinion. So, you know, at one point, it was like, before it was third trimester is not very good, right, to get an abortion. Now it's, you can get an abortion after a failed abortion attempt. So you already delivered the baby. The baby's okay because you failed to kill the baby. So, so we can kill him after. We can kill him or her after. Okay, that does that. Who the hell is okay with that? Okay, okay. So uh, polling shows relatively few Americans want to see Roe overturned. Now, I can kind of see that because I know a lot of Republicans um, who are still, you know, pro-choice. I really, really do. And a lot of those uh, women, a lot of those those people are women. Now, why do they want to see uh, it, it uh, not overturned? Well, the number one reason is that they believe that no matter what, if a woman wants to get an abortion, um, they, will, they will actually get an abortion no matter what. So if you outlaw it in America, then they may go down to Mexico or somewhere, you know, or they may do something very stupid to get an abortion because they're that desperate. And that's a pretty damn good argument, right? Now... Uh, I'm not sure what your opinion on it, on it is. You can always email it to me at steve at scriptwritersteve.com. I think if you're on Anchor, you can actually actually leave a voicemail uh, and you can voice your opinion. If you have an opinion on this you know, and you're okay with it being on air, I will put it on my podcast, all right? I will put it on my podcast. You, be, you can become completely anonymous um, for it or against it. I really don't care. That's your opinion, right? This is America. You have a freedom to disagree with my opinion. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, people on both sides of the issue were quickly gathered outside the Supreme Court waving signs, uh, chanting uh, Bombly, Bombly Spring Night. What is that? Chanting Bombly Spring Night. The AP, they need to learn how to write. What is chanting Bombly Spring Night? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Um, reaction was swift from elected officials in Congress and across the country. Uh, Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Chuck Leader Schumer said, if the report is accurate, the Supreme Court is poised to inflict the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years, not just on women, but on all Americans. Yeah, my argument is that what about that unborn child? What about that life in there? Do you know that abortions, you know, unfairly target black women? There are more abortion clinics in black neighborhoods than anything else. And the amount of black babies being killed compared to white babies is incredible. 
It's just incredible. And how many of those young black babies who may have been born, may have been, you know, the next NFL football star, the next astronaut, the next great lawyer, the next Clarence Thomas, you know, you just don't know. Um, you know, murdering a kid is never the choice. You know, if it, if it inconveniences you, you know, maybe you got to think twice. You know, a lot of times you just, when things happen, you just got to shift. You know, a lot of times things will happen and you just have to pivot. <laughs> never, when I was in high school, never in my life did I ever think I would ever become a wedding planner. That's not something a straight, you know, masculine male would ever think of doing. Because what do you think, like, what do you call it? Like, uh, um, I guess, who is the stereotypical, I guess, wedding planner? It's usually a feminine gay guy, right? Or a girl. <laughs> not usually a big, you know, male full of testosterone, right? So that was the last thing on my mind. I, I didn't think about becoming a photographer. I didn't think about coming a video, being a videographer, right? But it's just one of those things. So you pivot. You know, life didn't give me what I really wanted to do. And then I pivoted. And then, then life started to give me somewhat what I wanted to. And then I just stopped caring about success and just started to live in the moment. And that's what I think, you know, as Americans as, or even as a society, as, as people in whole, I think people have to stop, you know, have to stop living, uh, trying to live out their dreams. Um, they have to start living in the moment more. You know, take it day by day, you know, live, live things hour by hour, minute by minute, because th these are the only things we can actually control and be open to anything, you know. And um, again, if it comes to a point where you have to have an abortion, but just make sure it's a, something you've really, really, you know, thought through uh, with the father, with the mother, with your family, with everyone, because it's a very big step. And trust me, if you go through with it, you may regret it later on. Now, I don't like the rhetoric on both sides of this when it comes to like, you know, pro or negative, you know, abortion and all that, it, because a lot of it can get heated very, very quick. And the Democrats and Republicans, they're going to use this to get votes. They really, really, really are. But we're going to see where America really thinks about it. I mean, are we just going to, would, would this be a really hot topic when it comes to, um, I guess, the 2022 elections? I mean, I think it will. I really think it will. Um, is this a more important topic than inflation, gas prices, anything else, um, like the, the possible World War III going on right now that may happen? It really, really may happen. It's scary. It's really scary. Um, or is this the number one issue out there? You know, now, I think um, I had someone email me. I think I talked about abortion one time in my... Uh, in my uh, podcast, and someone did email me, and they asked me if I actually um, believed in birth control at all. And and the truth is, is that I do. I actually believe in birth control. I'm not one of those absolutists, you know, where I don't believe in, you know, not taking the pill or anything like that, if, or even the morning after pill. I actually think it's okay at that point, you know. Um, but maybe I can always be swayed differently. I can. When I start taking a look at look at the data, so if you have something out there that convinces me that hey, you know this morning after pill is not a good thing at all either, then then it's not a good thing, right? But you know I'm just I'm free, I'm open. Okay, so anyway, let me take a look here. Let me take a look here. I'm going to kind of go down here. So uh, let's see here. So let's take a look at um different. They have this map here that's pretty interesting. Okay, so in Texas, in Texas, Georgia, what is this here? Texas, Georgia, 
Iowa and Ohio and South Carolina, um, they born, they actually banned abortion after six weeks. That's pretty interesting. Wow. Okay. Did not know that. That's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good. So anyway, anyway, that is it. That's all I want to talk about today. Now, again, you know my opinion on it. It's pretty obvious out there. Um, very, very controversial thing that may happen. Uh, I would love to hear what you think about this. This is pretty interesting. It really is. And again, you know, I really don't care what your opinion on it is. I really don't care, you know, if you had an abortion or not. Um, is it the right or wrong thing? You know, to me personally, now this is my personal decision, right? It's it's the wrong thing to do. You, you know, um, but you may have an argument that's totally opposite. You know, one thing I thought that we could still keep it legalized, right? Keep it, keep it as a choice. But one thing which I re- was really, really um, thought that was interesting was that it, before a girl gets an abortion, young girl, adult girl, anyone, is that that patient, that woman right there, would have to take a mandatory sonogram. She would, if she would have, or an ultrasound. Why don't we just say that? Uh, a mandatory ultrasound. And she would have to also listen to the baby's heartbeat. And uh, get this. They did that in a few states. I'm not sure which states they are. And in those states, close to 100% of abortions were actually not followed through with. After the mother was able to hear that baby's heart, her entire life changed. So she was given all of the information. Now, the liberals tried so hard to ban that. Because why? They want them to follow through with an abortion. Why is that? I mean, that's a good question, right? I mean, why don't make it legal? And before you get it, okay, we're just going to say, hey, before you get it, you know, we're going we're gonna to just we're gonna say, hey, you just have to listen to the heartbeat. That's it. Or maybe take a look at the ultrasound and look at that little, little baby in your stomach there, right? Look at that little, that little baby. May not have legs yet, but it has arms. It has eyeballs. Look at that. You want to kill that? That's fine. We'll go kill it. And then describe to them how you're going to kill it to them. Describe the process of pulling off arms and then sucking the, the guts out. Why don't you do that? And then why don't you show them what an aborted fetus looks like? Why don't we throw all that in there? Because I think more information, the better, right? But they don't want to do that. And that's the same with the liberals all over, all over the world. Right, I don't. I don't care. It's not just in the United States. Liberals all over the world never want to know, want to know the full truth. So if you want to say, "Hey, here's what an abortion looks like. Here's how it's done. Here's your baby before you get an abortion." No, 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 no. They don't want a debate. They want that all censored. Yeah, they want all of that out of there because they just want to control the, the flow of information. And the dumber you are, the less information they give you, the better off. You, they are because they have more control over you. It's the same philosophy of how they ban, you know, people like me off Twitter. You know, I'm on my third account right now, you know, on Twitter being banned. <laughs> so they won't let me on because the first time I was on, I shared information about Hunter Biden's laptop, hydroxychloroquine and all those different types of things, you know, quercetin and all those like things, where they, which they consider now actually real. Then I had to get a new account, and then I got banned for that for saying, well, I think men, 
<laughs> men have a penis and can't give birth. I got banned for that, saying something like that because apparently that's hate speech. And then I also got banned for saying, well, I'm Chinese and I've never experienced any type of Asian hate. And I think that person who killed all those Asian women and also some white people over there, over, over there in Georgia at that little um, massage parlor, I think he loved Asian women a little too much. Right? So he was actually killing things that he loved, not killing things that he hated. And that's entirely different. Right? That was not a hate crime. That was like a counterphobic crime. A lot of crimes, people kill, people are, a lot of crimes are a result of counterphobia, which basically means you kill things that you actually can't deal with. So, you know what? You know, like say, for example, counterphobia, if you have a fear of an elevator, instead of saying, okay, instead of dealing with my fear of like riding in the elevator, I just blow up the entire building and say, you know what? I think I cured my, you know, fear of elevators because the building is gone. And that's what, that's what a lot of murders, you know, are a result of just counterphobia. So this guy over there in Georgia, right, who actually killed that all those like Asian women, he actually loved Asian women too much. He was a sexaholic and he blamed beautiful Asian women for him, for him purchasing sex at these massage parlors. And he went on a spree and he killed these women over there. He just loved them too much. It was nothing to do with hate. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It's like when a, when a father kills the husband and the children. He loves those, he loved the wife. He loved, I mean, when a husband kills the wife and the children, he loves the wife, he loves the children, right? And then he just kills them because he can't deal with the possibility of actually not being the breadwinner of the family because he just got fired from his job. So same thing. Anyway, and we got a little, a little off on a tangent there. So that's the end of my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Again, you can message me on Anchor. Um, I think you can possibly do it on Spotify. Uh, you can email me. If you have an MP3, email it to me at steve at scriptwritersteve.com. Love to hear your opinion. All right, talk to you later. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.